0: Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to Buy or Sell What the Hell with Jason Jenkins, Alex Z, and D. J.J. began his career at Charles Schwab as a trader in the equity options markets before moving to the sell side to trade fixed income at V Finance, JDB Financial, and CG Capital. With over a decade of experience in trading
0: U.S. treasuries and building out institutional analysis, he covered all the primary dealers, large buy-side money managers, and hedge funds. And now he's applying his expertise to the cryptocurrency markets. Do you
1: buy or do you sell? Hey guys, welcome back to another episode, Buy or Sell. What the hell, I'm here with Dimitrix back, back on the uh, the mic. And uh, Alex Z here with us as usual. And this is an epic day. I never use that word epic very much. I, I'm not quite a millennial, so my brother uses it more. But <laughs> here we are on April 12th, and... It feels like a big turn in the market. We were talking about uh, what's the latest news that everybody's kind of anchoring on, and the latest news is that we had about a 15% rally. If you just look at one hourly close or an hourly candle from the low to the high, and that's a big deal. So um, we'll probably talk mostly trading. How are you guys doing? What's on your guys' mind?
0: Man.
2: Alec, you better go first.
0: It feels like the tone has changed just within a span of a half an hour uh, from the community <laughs> sentiment, at least, which I don't know if that's a trap or if that's, you know, but people are falling for it. What yeah. is
2: on my mind is the the bear. I mean, the bear market's the bear market, and this is a cycle that I've seen many times now. I mentioned it on a show a few weeks back. This is like my sixth, fifth or sixth greater than 60% correction. And there's always this emotional ties to when you're watching your net worth go up and down or you're watching your value in something go up and down. Um, But the best thing about bear markets or or, or these corrections is that everybody that was fair weather just like jumped ship. (laughs) And so you start to get more. Concrete information about the projects that are doing concrete work, and that's what I—that's I, what I like about this. And then waking up in the morning, everybody's like, "Look at thousand dollars in less than an hour. That's crazy!" And I'm like, "It's not crazy. It's been doing this for eight years." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. That's where my
1: head's at with this. You yeah, a really good perspective. Yeah. This is this is probably the first. I guess. Bear, it's not a bear market long term, but it is a pretty nasty intermediate term pullback. And like you said, it's 50 to 50, 60, 80% correction in a lot of these names, which, um, the ones that have corrected 80% kind of rolled into long term downtrends a while ago. Um, but, but it was funny because we were, you know, for like three years, even longer, the, the fixed income markets basically felt like crypto has been the last month, which is miserable. There's like no movement. The two year used to go ten, ten, you know, ten points on in two thousand eight, um, and then you know, two years later, you could still get the two year moving around five to ten ticks, which is which is pretty decent. And then literally one eighth of a tick is all the two year would move mm. basically since interest rates were taken to zero. And, and anyway, so that's I saw that market and the liquidity and all just directionally how people just didn't, they wanted to trade other markets if you were going to day trade or if you were going to take risk and directional risk. And that's what it's felt like. And uh, we were kind of joking that some guys were going back and forth on every You know 10 20 30 points on bitcoin in the last couple weeks and i was telling i was like don't it doesn't matter the market's never going to move anyway and we talk like that just to you know it's like like knock on wood you just say that the market's never going to move it's never going to get off zero we're going to be stuck on this range forever and then we talked yesterday about how the altcoins really started to move first and why that is who knows but a lot of times the small caps, when you come out of a, a bear trend or a bear market in stocks, for example, the smaller cap, higher beta, higher growth names will actually rally first. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was interesting yesterday. We saw big moves in Salt, Cardano. um, You know, EOS has been strong. There was just a lot of the smaller names that started to take off. And we talked about maybe they were leading the way out of this this intermediate term move at least and then today uh you know bitcoin followed through and we broke some stuff technically there was a wedge here that we were keeping an eye on that that obviously broke but i think what people don't realize is that you know the shorts can get really confident and aggressive especially you know all the all the easy money has been made on the short side last month and we saw it in our room just how guys for whatever reasons decided they wanted to be total net short in their portfolio which which is crazy to me I mean we've been saying you can hedge some of your your overall portfolio but you don't want to just switch to net net short your overall crypto portfolio that's crazy I mean six thousand is probably the floor or very near the floor so I think a lot of people in this market all the shorts really got squeezed today mm-hmm uh alec you were going to do a post on the distributed post about that about uh you know i guess some people maybe aren't familiar with what a short squeeze is
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i did yeah it's on the post if you guys want to read it i'll yeah. real quick what short squeeze people
2: see that all the time people have been seeing it for years um just like high like the, what are the high level
0: uh yeah. qualities of a short squeeze like what's happening to people I mean, you could probably, you probably give a better explanation, Jason, but pretty much people sell on margin and they're forced to cover those positions when there's a little bump in the market and, you know, they don't want to lose more. So they have to get out of their positions and buy. And it's kind of a snowball effect after that, when they buy that causes other people's stops to hit, they flip, it's just a, it's a snowball.
1: Yeah. So trading short, I don't know. I think. Most people kind of understand that, but you're borrowing, you're borrowing shares, you're borrowing coin in the crypto markets case, and you're selling it first and then you wanting to buy it back lower. Well, if the market rallies against where you sold it first, you got to cover that position. You have to go buy that back in the marketplace and then turn around and send it back to the the broker. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what usually starts to rally off the lows of of a long-term downtrend is the sh- the bears or the shorts in the market get squeezed first and that kind of creates that initial move up where just like on the top everybody that chased into 18, 19,000 they pile in, chase the highs and then when everybody's bought and it starts to roll over and there's kind of no, what they call no bid, meaning there's no buyers, the bid what happens a lot of times in market crashes, it's, you know, you, you listen to the government always wants to find some boogeyman. Like, Oh, there was a seller. I mean, you can read the newspapers going back in every financial panic and the regulators and the government comes in they want to find the boogeyman. You know, Jason, it was Jesse Livermore and his heyday mm-hmm. back in the, you know, late 1800s, early 1900s. And it's like, uh, <clears throat> they don't understand that what causes a crash is not that necessarily there's one big seller. It's the fact that everybody's bought or most of the people have already long. And then when the market does start to sell off, there's a lack of buyers. So what happens is everyone backs away from the bid and you get this big gap. So everybody backs away from the bid or it goes no bid where nobody wants to buy at all. And then it doesn't take much for the sellers to panic and they want to sell and they don't have a bid and then somebody low balls a bid and that's the only bid there is and they sell down or what's called hitting the bid. They hit that low, that really low bid price and that's what creates that gap down. And so it's the reverse on the short squeeze where everybody's short you know, and we talked about this in our room as like, guys, just because you're staring at the 15 minute chart and it's been working so nicely selling every little bounce, you can't lose sight that you're selling in the hole. You're going short in the hole, meaning that we've already had a, <clears throat> already had a big sell off from 12,000 back to 6,000. We've been saying 6,000 is the place where it's a good chance that that's the bottom or that very near the bottom. It's the bottom of our pie cycle. We held our pie line at six exactly. So you can't be aggressively short down here. You could have a small hedge, which is what we were saying. That's fine. But I think a lot of the market did that. They get, they get, you know, they stick their face against the tree instead of realizing the, the entire forest. And they, they don't realize <laughs> that they're, they're really short in a hole. And then you get, it doesn't take take much for all those guys to get squeezed um, on a day like today, and that's 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 the main story of the move. I just pictured a guy with his face stuck on the tree. <laughs> it's
0: like, why are you doing that? Well, <laughs> it was interesting to see too. Prior to that move, at about seven o'clock, there was the highest all-time high number of short positions opened on exchanges. I think wow. it was like forty thousand positions were opened on exchanges short. Where do you see that, Alex? Huh? There's, there's a few different metrics that pull from all these exchanges. Uh, I have one that I found on TradingView. But so within the span of about, it looks like about a half an hour, the shorts went from 40000 all the way down to 25000 Yeah. There you so go. almost cut in half in a half an hour. All yeah. those cells that you see a slow incline in the last few months, just building, building, building mm-hmm. until that one, whatever the catalyst Catalyst was doesn't really matter. It's just
1: yeah, it's ref- it's reflexive. So that's 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 a um, term in in Marxists called reflexive re- reflexivity. And what that is, and this is more important. Like this is, gets into the misbehavior of markets and chaos theory. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of Wall Street and finance the last fifty years has been based on this theory of efficient market hypothesis, which I don't know if we want to get into that today, but that's a complete joke. And that's just such a fallacy that we built so much of finance on and academia teaches students and graduates in the space that all that stuff, but that's not how markets move. But what tends to happen more is that you get a squeeze like that and everybody's has to cover at once and it, it it iterates on itself. Um, and so. <clears throat> We should pay attention. We should probably have, Alec for our readers, some of those websites that or maybe we could aggregate that on the distributedpost.com. so that's a big thing, just like we we try to keep an eye on the futures and options positioning in the futures markets and things like the dollar and oil uh and the bond market, because usually the majority has to be wrong, and so being long, BTC was very crowded in December. That would have been a crowded position. The volume actually, we peaked, the volume was amazing into the highs and there you go. As an example of the short contracts, being, it's a very crowded short position right into the lows and and that's a prime candidate to swing it the other way. That's that what we talked about in oil, huge, massive oil net short position right now. I'm oh, sorry, net long position and there's a huge net short position in the dollar. Um, so we've been making that call that we think that actually unwinds for some other reason. Okay.
2: Well, was there any, I know there was some major news besides like the huge jump up a thousand dollars in like less than an hour. Uh, one thing that caught my eye, um, was the Samsung announcement. Did you guys read about that? I posted the headline. In like yeah, right. every social circle that I have, because I thought that was a pretty big deal.
1: Yeah, I read half of it. I think it is. Like, so Expand Samsung. Thinking there.
2: Samsung is now manufacturing mining chips, and they uh, are only going to explode after a year's worth of use. So you get one year's worth of use out of your mining rig built by Samsung. It'll probably explode. Um, that was a joke. <laughs> about the exploding phones but no Samsung you're, you make good products we know that um, but that's a really big deal so for you guys listening um, that means that like one of the largest organizations like tech organizations on the planet has now like put the like co- the, given the blessing mm-hmm. to cryptocurrency
1: they right? probably started that's, a whole department right That's that's, yeah. that's even bigger
2: they're like, hey, there's a lot of money being made out there. And so this is where it kind of gets philosophical about the greater community, right? Proof of work or proof of stake. Obviously, for the earth, proof of stake is a better option. But proof of stake is unproven and untested. It's just, it's just not proven yet. I mean, theoretically, it's proven. I've, I mean, the math, is sound, we get it. But in the wild, nobody knows how it's going to work. Yeah. And so proof of work does work. Mm-hmm. And we know that it works. So Samsung is getting behind proof of work by mm-hmm. saying, like, yeah, we're gonna make some mining chips, we're gonna throw our hat in the ring. So I thought that was a uh, really big news. Yeah. I think I don't know if that news is gonna affect the market really.
1: Maybe it already has, who knew who knows? It probably but, did. It probably did. Because that came out or you saw that late or was that what time was that out yesterday? I mean,
2: that was, uh I saw it late in the day.
1: I didn't see it till today, so I'm sure there's plenty of traders that reacted to it today. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's a big I deal. mean it means a lot for just general adoption. But it also means a lot, like what you're saying the difference between proof of work and proof of stake. And one of the big arguments for proof of work is that how centralized the mining equipment is. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that is just mostly due to the fact that, you know, the the hash rates have just been exponentially increasing. Up until this point, at least. So only a certain number of people were able to afford, uh, you know, mostly in China. But I mean, something like this can kind of lead to more decentralized proof of state, uh, proof of work. My only argument to
2: that is, though, is that if um, if you look at the token distribution written up by our very own, the lovely Dr. Corey Petty, there's not a wide distribution of people that are getting in on these ICOs and as time goes along and we start funneling people into these credit investor routes there's going to be even less of a distribution in some yeah. of these ICOs so if you have such a small distribution amongst these tokens how are you ever going to have a fair proof of stake There's just going to be like 3 people that own all the tokens and they've got oh, all the no, stake and they're no, doing absolutely
1: all- it's going uh, that's the whole s- proof of stake is goes kind of against the grain of the whole decentralized idea. I mean, absolutely. That that power will concentrate and I don't I don't care how how good of intentions you have at the beginning, you're gonna get people that are long a ton of whatever coin and they're gonna, you know, it's in their best interest to do whatever it is that they wanna do or push this, that, the other, you know?
2: Yeah. I mean That's my only argument against proof-of-stake. I know that it's more environmentally conscious, and at the end of the day, it's a law of thermodynamics, right? You're introducing less entropy by using proof-of-stake. Proof-of-work is solely just like selling massive amounts of entropy. It's just a basic science problem. We get that. But with a distribution like it is in these ICOs, even the largest ICOs, the distribution is like there's one percenters, and they got all of it. Yeah. And so that's my only red flag against it. And then with proof of work, yeah, it's getting centralized, but at the very 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 end of the day, if someone wants to like roll up their sleeves and put some elbow grease into it and go out and get some investor money, they can build a mining farm and they can compete in that game. Yeah. And that's what Samsung is just now saying. They're like, "Hey, we got money laying around. Let's 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 throw our hat in the ring. Let's see if we can
0: do something." Or they can go buy the token and de- uh, decentralize the ICO token more as well. Mm, he came back. He can go back on the exchange. The strong mm-hmm. counterpoint. Mm-hmm. That's true. I don't know. It's, this is all still very early in the game. But Oh, yeah. I mean, proof of work's not going anywhere until until of state of state state starts working. Yeah, but it's still interesting to watch, yeah. I, I can't wait. To, it's a huge experiment. Everything's an experiment, but yeah. this is even more so.
1: And... Um, too the other side that's good is, you know, the more, um, I guess, corporations or just individuals, whoever, the more people that are involved and have a big financial interest in the blockchain, you know, you, you can feel more confident that Japan isn't going to get all bearish or outlaw blockchain if Samsung's has a huge investment in the space, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, Samsung, there's no way because at the end of the day, they're, they're influencing the politicians and, you know, it's the same thing why Apple can, Steve Jobs could go to the county or the state and say, just let me remind you guys the amount of uh, money that my company pays you in state income tax. And so (laughs) we're going to have a different conversation about what you're trying to do, you know, what you're trying to pass here. Yeah. So it's funny how it all boils down good. to that.
2: Um, yeah, so first first it's Samsung. And then as soon as Sony's like, guys, God of War came out. We didn't sell as many PlayStations as we thought we were going to. We got to do something. And next thing you know, Sony's getting in the mining game. Yeah. I don't know. That's probably not going to happen. They're going to sell a lot of PlayStations with God of War. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, so we're talking about consensus algorithms. We should talk about Cardano, no? Yeah. Everybody's talking about Cardano. Not because it's a great name. Like I imagine like the Cardano family is like a mafia family, somewhere <laughs> dug deep on the East Coast, just running shit, has grocery stores and everything. But Cardano's a token. And I wanted to read their abstract just 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 straight from their white paper. Uh, We present Ouroboros, which is the consensus algorithm. Uh, It's the first blockchain protocol based on proof-of-stake, which we just talked about, uh, with the rigorous security guarantees. We establish security properties for the protocol comparable to those achieved by the Bitcoin blockchain protocol. As this protocol provides a proof-of-stake blockchain discipline, it offers qualitative efficiency, advantages over blockchains based on proof of physical resources, ergo proof-of-work. We also present a novel reward mechanism for incentivizing proof-of-stake protocols, and we prove that. So this looks like a fusion of both, which is pretty cool because Alec and I just outlined the positives of both. Mm -hmm. So that's just like the basic abstract. I'm not going to put the link in the show notes. Why don't you Google Cardano, and you'll get your white paper. It will be right there. But let's talk a little bit about the Cardano movement because the the, uh, the charts been getting interesting, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. That symbol for our listeners is ADA, Alpha Delta Alpha. And this is one that we've loved. This is this has been probably our our number one long idea all year. Um, I wouldn't say all year. There was a pretty good downtrend that we, we kind of st- stepped aside and waited. But since the last two or three months, I've been pretty aggressive about saying I think Cardano is probably. And I still do think will be one of the best performers in the back half of this year. Um, and the reason I say that, yeah, the team's amazing. You look at uh the talent behind what those guys have done and the technology, and all the you know, um, you know, the, the, somebody's going to really make a breakthrough in where the future goes. And, you know, they call it the third generation um blockchain, right? Or, um, anyway, getting into all that, when you just look at it from A trading perspective the risk reward is pretty asymmetric so the thing with getting long a bunch of litecoin or ethereum for example ethereum broke 400 broke 450 that was a little bit of a of a cautious um area that broke on the longer term chart and so you have to be a little bit you have to protect your risk, play some defense there. And the thing with the break like that on a a coin that's at 400 is it doesn't take much in these markets for a, a coin to drop another 50%. So that's a big percentage drawdown on your position. But if you take a coin like Cardano, that's currently today, it's just, it just touched 20 cents. Um, And that's not versus BTC. It's actually 20 cents if we price it in tether, right? Or versus the dollar. But last week, I mean, we've been, we've been buying at 15 cents. And so the way we can play that is, Hey, I know, yeah, it could still go from 15 cents to seven cents and that's a 50% drop. But if I don't concern myself with the percentage and I just figure out that I'm willing to lose X amount. So just look at the, what they call the nominal risk. So I know that this thing can't go past zero. So my risk is that the coin goes to zero and stays there and I don't get any trading bounces off zero. The odds of that's really low. So you can figure out real simply, you know, this, just to let everybody know, Cardano when it first came out, or, I mean, this is on Bitrix. Am I on Bittrex? Yeah, I'm on Bittrex. Uh, first started trading December. The end of December, and it basically closed December uh, 51 cents. And I don't know, it has the low at, a, at zero, and it went as high as 60 cents, but we'll just concern ourselves with 50 cents. And then it rallied uh, basically a week later one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, an eight week count. We used an 8.6 frequency in a lot of our cycle work as a major frequency. So we had an eight, eight nine day rally, went from 50 cents. To just shy of a dollar 40. So a massive move did a hundred percent retrace over the next couple months. We, we ran into this intermediate term weakness on Bitcoin and the rest of the markets, and it's just been making lower highs. So it's made its way all the way back to 15 cents basically has been the low, maybe 12, 13 cents. We actually bought some. But when you look at that move, so it's been as high as a dollar 40, comes all the way back to you know, fifteen cents, man, what's my risk reward? I okay, if I'm willing to lose a thousand dollars, if I'm willing to lose five thousand dollars, I'm willing to lose ten thousand dollars, I I can know how many coins I want to buy between here and zero. And man, I can trade around that position a little bit, but there's a good shot that on this next rally, just on the fact that it's down so hard and the reflex you know the reflexive nature of people that are short or people that chase or all the excitement comes back. I mean, that, this is an easy double, triple off the lows on any kind of major, you know, rally in, in, in Bitcoin. And we started to see that this week already had a big move yesterday. I mean, geez, we're up, we're up 30% this morning. We, t- we booked a little bit of gains. So that's, that, that's where our head was at. And so that's a different way of, it's nice when you get a major coin like that, get near zero because you can, really you know where the floor is does that make sense everybody i mean so
2: basically just like layman's it's it's it feels like it's like it's it's is it consolidating Is that well yeah
1: i mean it's been consolidating it's been basing between you know 15 cents and really quarter
0: 25 cents well, okay. I mean, you're kind of just saying that it's so low that it's worth a shot at the current price.
1: Yeah, and it's compressing, and it's nice that you know where the floor is. It's not you can't trade mm-hmm. below zero, obviously, right? But the mm-hmm. thing, like for example, on Bitcoin, if you bre- if you would have broke six thousand, you got six thousand points till you get to zero. And so it's much harder mm-hmm. to know where the floor is when you back me up close to zero relative to a something that's traded as high as a dollar. Man, I'm. I start to salivate because I know I can tell where, you know, I could easily rally back to halfway of where it was at fifty mm-hmm. cents. So I know
2: less risk is what it boils down to, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, and then the upside is so asymmetric that the reward side is so much greater, and I know where my floor is. So we the same. It was the same thing with salt. I mean, salt's traded as high as what, guys? Like, let's see. Salt was Salt. up to like 18 bucks, wasn't it? Yeah, no, it wasn't. You're right. Yeah, intraday. You're right. 17 bucks. Okay. It was That's on right. its way to 18. Mm-hmm. So, you, again, you had an all time high of 17. It's all the way back at two bucks. We said Cardano and Salt, these are just, there's a huge opportunity in these to just start building longer term positions. So, um, those are our two high conviction uh, longs. and And I'll just tell you a couple of the, things to watch here on Cardano as we go forward. Um, there's, you go to the hourly chart. So we've been, we've been buying and trading around our core position. So we've been adding at 14 cents, 15 cents. You get a, you get a pop to 16, 17, it takes them off. We pull back to 15 again. We bought more back, mm-hmm. but we broke, we broke through the 17, 18 area today, which was kind of the last intermediate term resistance and pivot which we call our TMS and our trend, trend following system. So from, now, from here, you're in a brand new intermediate term uptrend. That's bullish. We've been waiting on that. And so when we, get, when we get the intermediate term to turn up in addition to our longer term view, that's when you want to get more aggressive on your size and you want to buy more frequently. When you have an intermediate term downtrend, even though you have a long-term outlook, you have to be patient. Because you're going to kind of get lower lows and it drifts further than you think. So now we like getting more aggressive on Cardano. We like getting more aggressive on a lot of alts. Um, so, you know, we just mentioned a couple others, but point is we got through 17, 18. So now the next big level is 22 cents, 23 cents. So we'll be booking some gains up there. And then that's the big daily long-term pivot. So if you get above that you're going to start thinking about another double from there. Um, And that puts you back towards, uh, well, you're going to start getting into 30 and 40 cents at that point. Okay.
2: So I guess to sum up the Cardano and other projects that are alts to the majors uh, is that um, I think one day we're going to stop calling them alts. Like maybe we should start it. Like why are we calling them alts now? I'm just call them <laughs> digital assets or something. Who knows? Small cap digital assets. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. good? Let's yeah, go with sure. that. Let's be trend starters in this bitch. Sorry, excuse me. Excuse my language. <laughs> Small cap digital assets like Cardano. What it all boils down to, from what you just heard, to me, it seems like risk. If it's low, it's like pennies, and the project is sound, then you know it doesn't have to go far to go to zero because it can't go to negative pennies.
1: Yeah, and then what's great, too, is that it's such a – when it, the number is small, the percentage gains it doesn't take a lot to double, you know. Yeah. To, to double Bitcoin, well, you know, it's, it just takes a little bit more energy. Exactly. So I guess – I mean,
2: I don't think we have any more – we could probably wrap it up. I don't think we have any more talking points to discuss.
1: I do think
0: that's good. Well, how about – how about you kind of go over, Jason, how you're dealing with it now with this? You said you've been taking profits, right?
1: Okay, so yeah, so if if any, you know, if you guys have been listening to us, ah, got to be at least the last four or five shows, we've said sorry, don't really have anything exciting. We don't, you know, it's we're still in this, you know, hurry up and wait mode, patience. We're still getting lower lows. The cycles can come down. You know, we don't. We still have intermediate term downtrend, so. You know, you can you can hedge here and there a little bit if you want to, you know, make something on the downside. Most of the day trade opportunities have been on the short side, and we gotta we gotta see the market start making some higher highs on the intermediate term. Well, today was the first day that that started to happen. Actually, yesterday some of the altcoins started to do it. Neo, um, uh, like we talked about, Sol Cardano. Um, I think Dash started to move up. Finance coin did it actually a couple of weeks ago. EOS did it a couple of weeks ago. So that's new. That's new today on the majors. That same thing happened with a lot of all coins that happened yesterday. it finally has some higher highs on the hourly, the four hour chart. So now you can start to kind of get more aggressive. You want to start, you know, looking at dips on the hourly and four hour chart as hey, now I can put some more cash to work. Um, So that's that's how we're playing it now. And then we we had a we had a small short. We were trading a little bit around the short side intraday. And but we were we were saying we want to be hedged up on some of our long positions at twelve thousand. And we liked hedging again at eight and nine thousand. And then we were saying, you know, the last couple of weeks have been short covering opportunities. And so if anything, you were supposed to be Small short coming into the day, and so on this big move we had this morning, I just took all my hedges off, and all my longer term longs that we added to last week were doing really well, so we trimmed some profit there so now i have I made a little bit on the longer side, you raised a little bit of cash, you can put that to work on the hourly and four hour dips, and then I'm fine with taking off the hedge, and maybe I'll put a small hedge out up around nine thousand again. But now that we have the intermediate term, it's I think I think you want to, you know, see if we can get some follow through. This there's a good chance this could be the start of a much bigger run. Hey oh. So it's yeah. like kinda hurry up and wait? Well <laughs> <laughs> hurry up and hurry up and wait was the theme the last, the last several weeks and months. Now it's you know, you can you can no longer waiting. You can put some cash to work. It's a it's time to start to maybe think to get aggressive. Like, you okay. guys are like, do I go, do I go all in today? It's like, relax. No, you know, you can buy, you buy some now. If it pulls back, <laughs> if it pulls back after a 15% move up, then you have some cash to add. I and mean, Are they texting just, you like, I'm about <laughs> to sign the paper to sell
2: my house right now. I need to know. <laughs> I need to know, JJ. Let me know.
1: Yeah. It's like, And that's the thing. Like, we try to talk about what we're doing. I don't know somebody's financial position, so I can't give them advice on what to do. I just like, if I was doing, if you know how I'm working my portfolio and people ask good questions on like the cash, like, well, should I be at 50% cash still or can I, should I get aggressive here? And it's like, I mean, yeah, if you wanted to, if you want to get a little bit more aggressive, today's an easy day where you, you know where your risk is. So whatever you add today. On the long side, you can use today's low as where your stop is so that whatever you add today, if we break today's low, you just take off that risk. You take a loss on whatever you added, but you're only, you know, you know exactly where your risk is today if you wanted to add. But the point is that this is a, this is starting to be a turn in the markets. This is new. Yeah. I have an intermediate term uptrend. And then we'll see if we can get follow through. It's only one day, so and we still haven't broken any of the big picture pivots, which um yep. that's still I mean nine thousand on BTC is still a big level to get through.
2: Hashtag not invest advice. I say that. <laughs> if you are gonna take some advice, sell that exercise bike you bought for your wife five years ago and it's collecting dust. And take a chance because the worst yeah. thing that can happen is she won't notice that it's not there anymore. So, <laughs> there you go. There's some investment advice. <laughs> Hashtag not investment advice, though.
1: So do we, do we wrap it up? Yeah, that's good. All right. So, so we'll just say for anybody, you know, we, we kind of mentioned uh, the distributed post, which is, which is our new. I'll I take it away. Yeah, go ahead, Alec. It's just the distributedpost.com. Alec, you can...
0: Yeah, I mean, they pretty much said it. Just go check it out and give it a follow on Twitter, too, at Distributed Post. And if you're a writer
2: and you know how to write well and you're just looking to get your thoughts and opinions slash research slash you've been collecting all these things and you want to get your word out, join us at the Distributed Post. DM me on Twitter. Like Stu Baca did last week. That's the guy's Twitter handle. Um, (laughs) You can't make these things up in crypto. And then, you know, we'll talk it through, see if you really want to contribute, and we'll get you in there. And you can start putting your articles through the post. Um, It's getting good traction so far. We were on the front page of Reddit for about two days, right, Alec? Yeah. This this was longer than 24 hours I was up there. So Yeah, we're not playing around. Yeah. (laughs) We play no games.
1: All right. And then the, the other thing too, guys. I mean, it's people get a little bit kind of, you know, distracted, or I don't know what the right word is. They get they lose their enthusiasm in the kind of intermediate term downtrends. It only that lasts two months for crying out loud. But you guys, I mean, we just had a thirty forty percent move in a lot of these names that we've been, you know, for lack of a better term, pounding the table on. I mean. So you want to come join us in our chat room. Uh, the last thing you want to do is see Cardano up at a dollar and be like, "Oh my goodness, those guys were talking about that at 15 cents and I, I never joined the chat." So that's sure. www.jenkinsrm.com. Love to have you. Uh, but yeah, we're we're in there every day just doing our thing. Good deal.
2: And that's wrapping it. Up.